I want to welcome every, each and 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 every. Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome each and every one of you to episode 153 of Third Shift. Holy bejoses, time is flying, I'm having so much fun. Of course, here we are, yet again, another beautiful Thursday, or is it Wednesday? (laughs) You guys will never know, or maybe you will, I don't know. Hey, regardless of that, we got a great fun episode for you. I am Eric, of course, you should all know me by now, and if you don't, that's who I am. And with me today is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt to start this episode off, as we do, because that's what we do, how was your week, Mr. Matt? Well, I'm going to bl- bust this mystery right out of the water right now. It is Wednesday. No, there's <gasps> no mysterious... What oh, is no. No, I ruined it. I ruined stuff. everybody's oh, fun right man. now. Or is it Thursday? Oh, see, I, I spun it. I just twisted it. Holy cow. Now nobody knows. You can't trust me either. Who can, who can be trusted on the show? Who is trusted? Nobody. I was going to say, if you trust you, you're a fool. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. That's true. <laughs> hey, especially with something that's going to be coming out later this week. Ooh, spoiler drop. That's a tease. That's a hook right there for later in the episode. Whoa, yeah, see see nice. if I reel you in on that one. But how's this week been going? I don't even remember. It doesn't feel like I've had a week. Like I know I did fun stuff, but I can't remember anything. Pretty much. I know I did Friday night frights on Friday. A little abridged stream. Got to a. Got to the medical bay and got eaten by the xenomorph like a bunch of times. And it's, I, I love that game. It's still intense and cool. At least on that point, it almost got to the point where I worry about with horror games. Like when you get caught so many times, it's not scary anymore. It's just, well, there it is. Yeah, I, I'm screwed. And, and there were like two times that it was like that where I was like, and you hear the, and the music stings up. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll try to run. Nope, couldn't do it. No, but we're past it now. Hopefully, we're into more. You know, not that the last area wasn't interesting, but even more interesting new areas to explore. And I want to see how the the synthetics work with the alien and trying to dodge both of them at the same time, or if you can make noise on the synthetics and get it to attack them, or if they just mosey on through in peace. I don't know. I'm looking forward to more of that. That'll be fun. Did I even say that's Alien Isolation? If I didn't, there it is right now. I've been playing Alien Isolation. It's a freaking great game. I love it. <laughs> also, I've been playing some more Super Mario Odyssey. I love that game, but I feel like I'm almost at the end. If Like I'm on the, well, I can't spoil it. I'm on the, you know, I'm not, uh-huh. you, you go into into outer space. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, whatever. But I feel yeah, like man. I'm. I feel like I'm getting close to the end, but just the variety of levels, even as I get closer to the end, like I'm like, I feel like I've seen a bunch of stuff and then it's boom, this wholly new themed stage. Oh, it's Bowser's castle. It's all like feudal Japanese castle stuff. It's uh-huh. just, it's wild. It's crazy. And I said it on something else that I'll talk about in a little bit, but just the joy of throwing your hat on the other enemies and seeing what you can do and what happens when you are that enemy. It's just, it never gets old. It's so much fun. I love that game. That game's freaking great. Yeah, and not a huge spoiler, but yeah, you got there's a few more surprises in the game. Mm-hmm. So please look forward to that. 
I definitely will. <laughs> Another game I played a little bit of this week, Tetris 99, the Battle Royale Tetris style game. That is so goddamn fun. And I mean, I love Tetris anyway, but just the just seeing the little like you see everybody on the same screen with you. They're like tiny little puzzles for the other players, but then as they get knocked out, there'll be a little KO badge on each one that pops up. And normally, I can't really actively focus on it because I'm too busy playing Tetris on my screen. But when you see, like, the the colored blocks aren't moving here. KO. KO. And you take that moment to look down, and it's like, you're number 12, and it's like, oh, God, stuff's moving faster. And you know, you you see the enemy blocks piling up, and you know you got to dump more stuff on them. You got to figure it out. It's so stressful and intense, but there's never... There's never like a like a I don't know, there's never any negative feeling to me when I lose. It's just, oh, I just lost at Tetris. It's not like I, I was in combat and got shot and died. Mm. Oh, I just didn't make it. And then you hold A and you're queued up again. Boom, more Tetris. Oh, I lost. Boom, more Tetris. I only made it to sixty this time. Boom, more Tetris. Twenty. Boom, more Tetris. Thirty. Boom, more just it's I have to stop playing it. Like I can play it one day a week, otherwise I'll play it all days. Of all weeks. But it's, it's just so good, though. It's clean and fun and flashy. It's great. I love it. Tetris test. Never Tetris. been a Tetris guy. Oh. Never been a Tetris guy. Jesus. I, I can play it. I'm not an idiot at it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I played Mean Bean Machine, like, for freaking hundreds of years. That yeah, yeah. one I, f- I freaking love, for whatever reason. Mm. But, like, Tetris itself, I don't know. I think it was the music. Something about it. I always wanted to go to sleep. Oh, okay. It always yeah. made me sleep. I can see that. So, it, I just have this... Every time I hear Tetris and see it now, I just instantly think, sleep, relax, mm. chill out. And I don't like that. I typically don't like anything that makes me want to chill out or go to sleep. Yeah. So that's why. Sorry. Sorry, Tetris. There's nothing against you. Obviously, one of the best games in the entire world. I'm not stupid. but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another great game in the entire world. You'll talk more about it. Obviously, we stream some Wolfenstein Youngblood. That was... The most fun I've had in a, it, it feels like in a long time, even though I had, I had just played Super Mario Odyssey and had a totally different type of fun that morning that I loved and was great. When we got in there, it was, it was to die for. Like, it's just. Oh my God. Like, you know, like murder people and oh, die for. I tried to, and like, did the Nazis too. died for my fun. There we go. I did it. It just took me a yeah. minute. Hey. You got there. You got there. Man. God, I don't know. I feel like I should just jump in right there, but, you know, I should also let you just finish out your week, and then I'll jump in right there. All right. The only other thing I've been doing this week is I didn't. I don't have it here. I got the, I got the old one. been watching the G1, filling out my bracket. I, f- I feel like this year's G1 I can't connect with as much because they replaced a bunch of people, you know, different roster signings across, you know, the wrestling universe. But then every now and then there will be – that one match, like there's, you know, five G1 matches on a on a card per night. And, you know, they're not all like five-star classics, but there's every now and then there's that one that's that New Japan strong style, just stiff strikes, big suplexes, people like firing up, you know, fighting spirit, no selling the moves. And the comp- You can hear the crowd just come up and the commentators go, oh, and it's just... It gets my blood pumping. It gets my blood boiling. It's so good. I love it. Juice Robinson versus Tomohiro Ishii from a few days ago. Fantastic. Outstanding. It's maybe like jump up. Oh, God. It was so good. So if anybody wants to watch some New Japan, now's the perfect time. It's the G1 Climax Tournament. You're going to love it. 
And that's the only that's the only other stuff I remember from this week. What about you, Eric? Well, let me tell you. All right. So to just keep it up where Matt left off at, I'm going to jump around just a tiny bit and say, yes, Saturday night we did Wolfenstein Youngblood. And man, God, it feels good. Mm. I love Wolfenstein. I've played them all. I've enjoyed the heck out of them all. This one is no exception. There's been some debate. There's like a lot of wacky, weird, different reviews for this one. Mm -hmm. Some people are up to the moon with it. Some people are like, man, it's not the Wolfenstein I wanted. Blur. Mm -hmm. And I can totally see that. I see what they're saying. Yeah. The problem is, and this is what I have with all reviews who do that kind of thing, though, is you're judging it off an opinion, off of what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And, of course, at that point, you're, and you can have that opinion, and you can have that review. It's your, it's your platform. You know, mm. do what you want. But it, like I told Matt off screen, once you post a review like that, it's immediately negated for me. Like it, it, yeah. it, it means nothing to me because you're like, I wanted Wolfenstein to be a solo player game, and it's not six point five. Mm -hmm. Well, sure, you can give it that, but you rated it off things that make no sense when it comes to just what is this game and how is this game not what you wanted this game to be compared to what the game is yeah you rated it on what it wasn't instead of what it actually is yeah and it, it that's kind of thing it bugs me and mm -hmm. I, i've seen it quite a bit with this particular title hence why i bring it up usually i don't bring it up i don't care yeah. i just play the game and have fun but i've seen it a whole bunch this time around so i thought i'd just get my little shtick out there because this is well, well it's my podcast and i can say what i want to say that's yeah, it's right. my opinion <laughs> well, I think your review of their review <laughs> is just because you wanted stupid. it to be objective <laughs> and they were subjective to your review. <laughs> but with the reviews, of course, coming out like that, I just disregard them and I go to the ones that I trust, the mm. individuals who really are into Wolfenstein, and, and then kind of see what they say. And most of those are gloringly positive. And let me tell you, from me and Matt playing, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. The combat feels freaking great. The speed and movement is just fantastic. You're mm -hmm. cruising around this. They give you a power suit in the very beginning of the game. Yeah. So it just takes away any disbelief because at that point, yeah, you're flying around. You're double jumping all over the place. Mm -hmm. You're getting shot 50,000 times and not dying. And it all makes sense because you're in this badass power suit that was created just for you to kill a million Nazis. It's perfect. And what feels even better is the peps. I love the peps. When I hear you going, oh, I'm down, and I res you, and I give you a thumbs up, and she's like, go for it, sis, and goes, ping, you get a bunch of health, and I go, ping, mm -hmm. I get a bunch of health. It's it's the perfect co-op mechanic. And it even makes sense sort of in the universe, because you said, we got big stupid power suits. Why couldn't you just, oh, here's the here's the gesture for inject some health into me ping there you go devil horns now you got armor it's ah it feels so good and like you said jumping around bopping around flying around it's just i love it it's great i yes, want to play it all it the time great. i know i, I want to play it so bad it's ridiculous <laughs> they're the enemy types they're larger than they were in the previous wolfenstein so there's mm. more more of them with more abilities going on. There's this Terminator one that's freaking amazing. I hope mm -hmm. we see a whole bunch more of him and maybe a different iteration of him. I don't know. All I know is it's fun. We've already encountered, and we were we only played the game for a few hours. We've yeah. already encountered one of the giant mech bots, you know, mm -hmm. looming around, going crazy. That was a good time. Well, yeah. And it's tough. It's not stupid tough, like mm -hmm. uh, we're dying every five seconds, but it's tough. If we're not paying attention and not, like, coordinating at least a little bit, mm -hmm. You get in bad situations pretty quick. It's not stupid tough, but it's you can't be stupid tough. 
That's mm-hmm. what it is. If you, yes. if you if you don't see those those armor boxes next to them and switch over to your armor piercing rounds or one, yep. your heavy rounds or whatever, then yeah, you're gonna have a tough time. But it's just that's why it's so fun to play in co op. If you don't, if you see the heavy, and I have no idea where he is. Oh, heavy, heavy! All right. Even before I engage, I know I got to be switching over. Mm-hmm. So you're going in locked and loaded, already laying down the right rounds. Yep. Everything's hunky dunky. He's starting to backpedal. And if he was killing me at that point, he's backpedaling a little bit, gets a little bit of the fire off me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I survive. We keep going. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Uh, had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun with everybody who joined the stream, came mm-hmm. out and hung out with us that night. And a lot of them that were there that night were also with you on the Fright Night on Friday. Man, which, that, that stream was, it was wild. Good. It was too yeah, much. It was fun. And everybody's I'm, going nuts. Everybody's talking. <laughs> I'm playing a game. I can't, I can't look away from the game. Because I got to watch mm-hmm. the robots so they don't murder me. And I looked down, it was like 80,000 comments. I go, oh, no. Well, I hope everybody's having a good time, but we're going to, oh, man. And I was laughing. I was just laughing because the med bay is the hardest part of this whole game. Mm-hmm. And that's where the alien's at the most. That's what, that's what I was telling you about, where the alien's like actively just all over the flipping place yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah. And then you got all these people, everyone's talking and doing the things, and I'm like, Matt's trying to play, and, I, and I'm like, I just want quiet, I want quiet, I want to watch Matt play. Because <laughs> I knew, too, that with everybody, and it's oh, it's so great to have everybody in there chatting, though, so yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong, but, what I, but you know, on a personal note, I'm just like, man, I just want to see Matt actually have to focus here and get scared because mm. he's just in the moment and, and the alien's just hunting him down, constantly screwing him over. Mm. But, of course, when you got all those people doing that and you're just having fun and going, it's not as tense anymore. Yeah. Because now, even like you were saying in your uh, your own little shtick, that at that point, if he was getting you, you're just like, oh, well, okay, oh, he murdered me. All right, let's just go around the next time. We'll get it. Okay. Mm. And then you're looking at chat going, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, doing that yeah. instead of just in the thing where you're trying to be sneaky and you think you got it and you just, and you're like, oh, Jesus. Mm. You don't get it many of those moments because you're, you're kind of back and forth with your attention and just. Say, even in the back of my head, it's just, I know Joe and Sean and people are in there talking about something. I'm, I got, I, Maybe maybe that, it adds like a little bit more tension because I know pe- a bunch of people are watching. But then, like That's you said, true. when it happens, I can just be like ah, and look down and see you go lol, gotcha, and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like ah, it's not eh, you know. It's it's fun. It's just different. It's it's a unique yeah, it's experience a I've never had before. Mm-hmm. But. Either way, I had fun watching that on Friday. Mm-hmm. I had a great time playing Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. And then on top of it all, that Saturday, I went out to Mooville, took uh, our girls out there, went with uh, the whole Girl Scout troop, got us like the two-hour guided tour over nice. here, folks. We're just traveling through. We're talking with cows. We're doing the whole nine. Yeah, if you didn't know, milk cows, they can talk. Duh, mm-hmm. science, here you go. Learn something today. So we're talking to these milk cows, hanging out with them, seeing how they're doing, watching them do the whole milk <laughs> shtick. It's pretty neat because I used to milk cows, if you didn't know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I did it. I was on a farm. I got, my parents abandoned me and left me on a farm for like a month. Yeah. So I had to milk cows, p- chase pigs. So I grew up hating farming. It taught me a valuable <laughs> lesson. Anyways... Back then, and even this wasn't hardcore old school, but you had to you had to get the cows into the uh, the barn there, and then you had to get the feed put in there so they'd all come in their little aisles, and then you had to you know uh, turpentine on the teats, and then after that you took these little mechanical uh, suckers and 
right up oh, on yeah, the teats. Yeah. And they had to go bloop, 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 bloop. And then the farmer man, he would tell me when to take them off. I didn't have to worry about it. I just, you know, petted the cow, relaxed, kept the mm. cow chill. The cow was eating. It didn't care. So I did this with all the cows. And then he'd tell me which ones to unplug. Pop, 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 off they go. Heard them all out. I'd turn on the fire hose. I'd put it up on my shoulder. I'd squirt shit all the way down the, uh, the line push the poop all the way out the barn, mm-hmm. clean up, put fresh feed in, next batch of cows. That's how you did it, all right? That's mm-hmm. what you did. You did this three times a day. Sorry, I'm cussing because you know what? <laughs> it brings back terrible memories. You really hate that farming gig. I hated that farming gig. You know, you know what I'm saying? You, you were up at like 3.34 in the morning. That's farming life, And they had me sleeping life, on this cot in a spare bedroom the whole time. Granted, the, the meals were fantastic. I can't complain about that. It was always a very hearty breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I basically I basically work farmer hours. I get up four forty five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, you know, I, I've got experience. I know what it's like to live on a farm and work on, you know, farmer, you know, the farmer life. So we get here and we get to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, you guys get to see what daddy did, you know? No, no, they got these robots now where the cows just come up in here on their own of their own accord, mind you. Mm-hmm. They're on a cord. You don't even got to push them in there. You don't got to prompt them. When they're, when they're full, they walk in, and this robot does this digital scan of them. And then if they if they were flying trying to get some extra food, it goes, opens the gate, pushes the cow out. Cow goes back into the herd and goes, does what it wants. If the cow is full, it goes, ding. It shuts the gate door, which has a bunch of feed that a robot arm put in it. Mm-hmm. The cow now just goes, mm, nom, 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 starts eating. The robot then takes a bunch of spray and goes under the cow, cleans it up, scrubs it up, does two rotations of those, and then it, it takes a laser scan of where the teats are. It mm-hmm. goes bloop, 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 puts on, the, puts on the suckers. It sucks all the milk out. You can see it go through the tubes in the tank. Automatically knows by magic how it's done, when it's done. Bloop, 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 unplugs them. The robot arm lifts back up. The gate opens, the cow walks out, the next cow walks in, and it rinses and repeats. The farmers don't have to do anything anymore. It's freaking nuts. That it's is nuts. magical. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's crazy. It is. It's stri- It's literally amazing. And then the, the milk from this tank that you just saw goes up this tube, goes into this other tube over your head, and then it goes down this long pipe all the way to the main building, mm-hmm. where then it goes straight into the pasteurizers and starts to spin and do all of its little science and crap, mm-hmm. and then, poop shoots out into the jugs that you see in the rotation room, and then they pop the caps on, and they sell it to you. It's it's that simple. It's wow. like stupid crazy. I'm like, this is... I want to I wanna do this one. This I want to do this one. <laughs> this is the farming I wanted to do. <laughs> so I actually went on their website... Yet today, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll swing out there on Saturday to try out the crazy ice cream. And I was like, oh, yeah, these two-hour tours. And I was like, I don't know about that in public tours. Now, hell, yeah, I want to go on a two-hour tour, get myself a little goodie bag and a, a ice cream treat at the end of it and see these crazy uh-huh. robots. And I mean, I knew it had to be like – I've seen like the milking machines, but I didn't uh-huh. know it was like it's robots now. Like that's – yeah. It's that's too. It's, it's wild. It's too cool. Yeah, it is. And then they keep like the different cows separate that are pregnant. And then I learned that, and this I didn't know. They like they, they only they only breed the cow twice. So the cow has one baby once it's a couple years old. Then they give it a little break. Then they have mm-hmm. another baby, and then it gets a vacation. And then they tur- put it into the uh, the milking breed. 
Okay. And then so all the cows that are pregnant are going to get pregnant. They keep separate. And then they have these red tags around them that mm-hmm. monitor their blood pressure and heartbeat and the amount they walk. Because apparently once they walk a certain amount of steps average per day means mm-hmm. they're in heat and ready to have a baby. Nice. So like the, the, the farmers just have all these digital computers and monitors that monitor all the cows. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go chasing them around all the time and figuring it out. They mm-hmm. just go to their computers and go, okay, Betsy's out over on quadrant C and she's ready to have a baby. Let's go do this. And that. That's awesome. That's nuts, man. It's just nuts. That's great. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. And of course, now that I've wasted like a ton of time talking to you about cows, <laughs> has nothing to do with video games. <laughs> I'll just close it up by hey, quickly you saying know what? that. No, uh, <laughs> you can gamify the farmer lifestyle now. The more points you get for the more milk produced, you there you go. That's you there can you tie go. that back in. Look at all the stats and video game and computer stuff. That's all video <laughs> games, man. <laughs> Bessie's level thirty-five yeah. milk machine. Thirty-five Boom. cow, yeah. She's putting out all that milk, boy. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, goodness. So, yes, I've been playing the Wolfenstein. I've been playing me some Rage 2. I've been playing me some freaking Borderlands. I've been playing me some World of Warcraft. What else? Oh, man, I've been all over the place. Persona 4 Golden. I am the man of many missions, the man of many moons, the man who needs to clean this freaking thing up and get this over with. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it because we got too many games on the horizon. we got to get this page wrapped up and done. But that's a story for another time. Beyond that, nothing much going on. Camping out pretty soon, hence why we're doing this on a Wednesday. Spoiler alert. Unless hey, it's oh. Thursday. Unless it's Thursday. Oh, did I not go camping? I don't know. We'll never know. You know, there's, 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 there's always the chance. Maybe you're just that's sitting true. at home for two days playing Rage 2. You bastard. And you just tell everybody yeah, at work, I'm going to go camping, y'all. It's going to be so stressful. Sorry. Hurt, hurt, hurt. I wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> but with that, that's the end of my week. <laughs> but that was us individually this week. Together as a team this week, we did nothing except we recorded segments for the What You Playing Third Shift for this month. That's going to be dropping over on the Patreon once I do my Editing King Magic. And if you're at that $3 up tier, you're going to want to listen to this one. I'm putting in a little extra effort. We got a nice theme going. It's going to be it's going to be good. It might be the end of all things. I might burn out and never be on a show again or end at anything ever again, but it's going to happen and it's going to be good. It is going to be good, folks. All right. We did our own little shtick. I ain't saying nothing about nothing, but I'm going to say it's going to be fun. That's right. And then coming up next week, you can look out for IG2G episode 59. It's going to be fun stuff. Hey, hey, we might even talk about Wolfenstein since that dropped sometime, you know? Hey, ha, hoo, hoo, hoo. Oh, no way. You think a brand new game just came out and we both played it? Ah, there's no way that's going to end up there. <laughs> but then something that always ends up here on the show is shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre sequel. Yeah. So hit up the Twitter, the Red, the Forms, the Instagram. Also, hit up. Our Twitter account, hit up our buddy at 10kbeers on Twitter because he's giving you all the VIP codes. He's the hashtag VIP reporter. He's hooking you up. So if you're a Borderlands VIP, you know what to do. Just get the codes, put it in. You get some free loot there and you use the shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands pre-sequel to get some free loot. And then, hey, something else we're going to be talking about later in the episode. There's a trailer that dropped like yesterday or two days ago whenever we're recording this. <laughs> That had another shift code in it. What's it for? Who knows? But there's shift codes there too. Shift codes everywhere. Codes, shift codes, get them all. Get VIP them all. Do codes. All the I'm telling you, if you just follow 10K, man, he's dropping all them codes. And if you want to get a hold of that really cool Borderlands 3, you know, exotic that's going to help you get your step forward and get your game on, 
you need to be putting these in and you need to be following everybody to get all these codes and get your points so you can get it. I, I I'm a lost cause. You mm-hmm. know, you can't, you can't, as a buddy would say, hey, you can't fix it, old dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't be fixed. I don't, I don't know how codes input. I don't know what they are. It's too much, man. <laughs> Got to go on these websites and do things. It's crazy. See, how I'm, am I I'm like, to do that? I'm, I'm like a middle-aged dog because I started up and I got my VIP stuff and I put in a bunch of codes and then like eight million more came out and I went, oh geez, ain't nobody got time for all these codes. Shucks, I'll put some in later and I never did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> if only we'd compile them all into one giant, easy, simple list. And then I could just go to the website and put the list on the other monitor and just sit there for 10 minutes and go on clickety clack, clickety clack, click. Clickety clack, clickety clack, click. Even better. If it was just, hey, like this tweet and your linked email for your shift account will get well, the points. Because I, mm-hmm. I can push one button, but I can't type. I don't know. I don't have yeah, thumbs. That I lost them. I lost them in the, in the milking machine accident. They're gone. You know, but and that's just it, Matt. You know, when you get to be our age, only clicking one button or one thing is the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to go. Just like when you drop a trailer and all you got to do is click go on it and yeah. you get to watch it. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I did it. I watched it. I oh, watched yeah. it because, you know, it was one button. And what I watched, oh, well, you know, it was that Zane trailer, boys and girls. Clickety clack. <laughs> I clickety clack that button and watched me a Zane trailer and I was impressed. <laughs> I watched that trailer twice because I clicked the button a second time, which was the the little, the little arrow in a circle button that did the repeat. Uh-huh. And I went, I'll watch Whoa. this again. Heck yeah. It was a good time. Little little. I think this is the first time, obviously we've seen the gameplay reveals, but I never really heard his voice enough in that to understand uh-huh. that he was like an Irishman with a cool Irish yeah. accent. And I was like, oh, wow, that's not at all what I was expecting for some reason because I don't know. But I liked the trailer, and I liked being drunk at a bar talking to yourself. That's great. That's a theme I can really appreciate. Yeah, I was digging that. I was digging the whole, I've had many jobs in my lifetime. Because, you know what? I've had many jobs in my lifetime. I can relate. You're a milkman. I just man. told you guys a You're story a about being You're a milkman. A- <laughs> I worked at Granger. I picked up trash for a few weeks. I've, I've done it all, boys. Just like Zane. I've been in the freaking boots. I know what it's like mm-hmm. to be a plumber. Okay, you know I know it's about to be a bug eradicator. Okay, it was awesome. The trailer was great. I love the whole th- the whole theme behind it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The only part was like the only part that got me was the very end when he's like, "All right, time to get to work." And they turned to start shooting. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, that's the you know that's the typical typical yeah. ending." But of course, yeah, there was no other way to end it. Mm-hmm. So had fun with it. Big props to whoever put that all together. Oh yeah, definitely. And we know our buddy Ash. Was the individual behind, of course, making that whole freaking doppelganger? Oh yeah. So and it looked really darn good. So definitely a shout out to Ash and everybody else who worked on that and all the different assets and VFX, et cetera, et cetera, because it was fun. Mm-hmm. I appreciated it. And speaking of our buddy Ash doing all the VFX, he had an exclusive interview with our also friend of the show, buddy Mental Mars, talking all about. VFX work and working at Gearbox and having a good time over there. Well, a couple things I pulled out of this because I mean it was a fairly basic interview, but what I really liked was they kind of talked about the the visual style of the effects for the Borderlands games and how it, it, you can kind of see it a little bit. He said they were drawing inspiration for how to you know make the effects 
in Borderlands 1 from stuff like RoboCop, like a hyper-realistic, hyper-violent kind of style. And you can see it more in there because it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a darker kind of more mature well, style. I was super impressed because and happy because in 1, there was quite a bit of blood and, and whatnot. Yeah. And 2, it kind of all went away. Mm-hmm. It became really mellow, chill. And then now in 3, like you said, you can see that hyper-big-time blood and gore and stuff happening. And I was, I was happy. I love blood and gore. I love it when you shoot something and it spurts and has a bad time. It's, mm-hmm. fa- it's fantastic. And then to know that our good buddy Ash was the one that's making that kind of effects and doing mm-hmm. it, I'm like, even better, even better. And, and you said now that it's back in Borderlands 3, it's back and it's over the top. And they were saying that was the inspiration from like Ash and Evil Dead. So you're going from a more serious blood all over the place, Borderlands 1 with the old school Robocop, to silly, fun, but also blood and guts and gore and all kinds of good stuff with Ash versus Evil Dead. So it's it's just, it's a totally once you once you hear it, you're like, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's great. Uh-huh. I was really enjoying the whole part where he was talking about some of the difficulties in creating, you know, these different VFX pieces. Mm-hmm. And one quick case in point he was pointing out was when he was making the shield mm-hmm. for Zane and how like People were complaining that they couldn't really see through it right. It was kind of hazy, fuzzy, etc. Yeah. So he was trying to make it more op- opaque, you know. And then he also put in that peephole so that way snipers, you know, could get a good clear line vision through. Mm-hmm. And even he said it, and I would agree wholeheartedly, is that it's these little weird things that, you know, you end up spending months trying to fix and figure out. Oh, yeah. The player will never really notice. The player is just going to go and have a good time and put up the mm-hmm. shield, ha, 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 shoot through it. And never realize all the work and different iterations it took to get that shield to be where it needed to be. So it wasn't something you cared about or paid attention to and got annoyed with. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, definitely that. And then what I think came right before it where he was talking about, you know, we can make all these effects, but you have to make sure they all work in the game. Like if they obscure, you know, if it's an explosion over here that obscures what's behind it, that's still no good. You have to find a way to get all the transparencies and translucencies. And you have to make it work for like a camera that is you are totally not in control of. Like as you're designing uh-huh. it, here's an explosion here. Maybe the players over there are looking over here. Maybe yeah. if you see it through the back, it has a, you know, a wrong thing. So it's just, it's that kind of like nitty gritty type of detail work that I, I really like the, the, the mental challenge of, I guess I would say. So that sounds really cool. Yeah, and then on top of it all, and this ties in, he was mentioning how some of the hardest stuff to do is stuff that interacts with the gameplay itself. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's just something you don't think about. Once again, it always comes back to that, mm-hmm. which is it's sad because, the, you know, VFX artists, these guys and gals are like the unsung heroes because mm-hmm. all this minutia, you, you know, you're just playing the game, having fun with an explosion, doing this, having that rock and roll, and you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're passing by all sorts of really cool stationary objects and items that somebody designed, popped in the game as a 3D object, yep. and you don't give two poops about. But And for them, of course, the stuff that isn't interactive like you said, they can just make and put it in and it doesn't get touched. It's just mm. there. It's fixed. But then actually things that interact with the player mm. and you happen to then go, well, if they do this to it or that to it or this happens to it or they're on this angle or that angle and all of a sudden all these intricacies of how this one item can go with them interacting and playing with it mm. and what they've got to do to make it work, that's 
that's too much. I'd, I'd just go insane. I'd be <laughs> and I'd cry and I'd quit. I just love seeing that because I'm that guy who, when I get a game, and you know I've got free time where I'm not trying to advance, I like trying to do all the weird stuff. I like trying to put things the way where they're not supposed to be or trying to interact with things in the way I'm not supposed to. So to know, I mean, I, you know it, but to hear it and see it that, yeah, we have to do all that stuff behind the scenes to make it even possible for you to do it right and then have to deal with it if you didn't try to force it in wrong. Ah, it's just good. I like it. I like knowing that my fun is also experienced by them on the back end, but I guess it's work so that now I now I feel bad. Right. Now you're like, <laughs> oh man, that poor son of a gun had to work his tail off or her tail off to make us right. Oh, I'm sorry guys. Uh, I'll try to appreciate everything a lot more, you know. I'll just that's try, right, that's I'll try right. my best. Gosh. And then of course he talked about creating Zane's doppelganger mm. and some of the motivations that went behind making that whole thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And he said six or seven months to get that right. I mean, mm. that's nuts. This is nuts. Six, seven months of working on this one model, this one VFX piece mm-hmm. to get it right to where everyone's liking it, everyone's believing it, everyone's feeling good with it and putting it in game. I mm. Imagine that. It's this one piece. You're like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here we go. I'm sure in between there was some like small, easy peasy stuff that got worked on too. But you know, that's mm-hmm. your focus. That's your focal point for that many that many months. But how how good does that feel at the end of month seven when you like it, your team likes it, they shoot it upstairs, they love it, they put it upstairs to whoever the ultimate approval is, mm-hmm. and they go, "Yep." I mean. We we do a lot of day to day work. We don't do a lot of like big project work. But I feel like that would be so fulfilling to just you're hammering away and hammering away and tweak it, tweak it, make it good. Yep, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Boom! It's in the game. It's in a game that millions of people are going to play right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Forever, I, I'd be just king of the world, Jones over here. Yeah. <laughs> And you well, you can see it though too. Whenever Ash talks about it, if you follow him on Twitter, which you should be doing, he's a great individual, fantastic mm-hmm. guy. He, he he's proud of it. You know, he's mentioned it several times. You know, yeah. hey, Zane's my dude. I didn't think he'd be my dude, but he's my dude. And guess what? I'm also in charge of creating his doppelganger. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Everybody else loves it. And I agree. It looks really darn good. I mm-hmm. like it. I can't wait to play with Zane. He's not going to be my main. I'm sorry, Ash. Forgive me. But <laughs> I will be playing with Zane because, well, duh, I'm going to be playing with all of them over yeah. the next six, seven months, however long it takes to get through all of them. But mm-hmm. I'll be playing all of them. He was great. It is going to be great. And we're going to speak more on him, too. That's right. We're going to speak more on him right now because they dropped oh, they dropped a little bit of a skill tree overview. It's not the skill tree calculator that I want with the whole skill tree and all the things getting that let close. me click clicky clicky. Getting there. But it's getting there. It's 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 like a third of the way there. It's good because we got we got the action skills, descriptions of them, and then for each tree we got about three skills underneath it talking about specifically how they work with those action skills. Really cool article. I don't know if we want to go through like all of it cuz That'd be that'd be like verbatim Jones would be forever. No, we won't go through all of it. I would say just some highlights, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll start off by saying, all right, the doubled agent. That's yeah. one of the big the big skill trees, all right. In general, this one I thought would probably be my favorite, but after mm-hmm. reading what they've posted thus far, it is not. It didn't quite make it out. I, I love the idea of having the double helping you out, 
But I don't know. For me, I find in games that it's kind of rush roulette whenever you're dealing with that sort of thing. You know, putting out the other agent, and he, in theory, that thing should, the decoy should be getting all the attention and allowing you to break to get your health back, armor back, or circle around and get behind things. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where it's going. But I just don't feel like I have much luck with that. So after reading some of these abilities and whatnot, I was like, ah, cool, but not for me. What about you? I feel like for me, the double agent is kind of what made me more excited about Zane. Like, you know, having the drone, obviously we love that, Death Trap uh-huh. or Wolf and Saint for Wilhelm. And then having the a clone. shield, obviously we know shields are cool, and especially the buff party stuff that we'll get into in a second. But I like the ability to swap places with your Digiclone. Uh-huh. I, I love that because, I mean, granted, I don't know if the, it's going to run in or run out or if it has, you know, a good AI with it or if it's just going to stand there and shoot. But I like the ability of, okay, I put it out, and I'm trying to get out of Dodge, but whatever is following me, and the trouble's still with me, whoop, now I'm ported over somewhere else. I like any kind of of get-out-of-jail-free factor like that. Mm. And then since there's that skill in there that says anytime you swap, you, you you get damage buffs, it makes me wonder if you can go pop, 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 at least like more than just once. Because that would be amazing, too. I I love, like, you'd be bamfing around the battlefield like Nightcrawler. Like, I don't think you can do it all the time. But mm-hmm. if you could do it more than just the once, poop, over here, aggro, poop, over here, aggro, poop, or it skills, skills down. Well, I think they showcased it in the, uh, the trailers a bit, where I think it, it sort of showed him popping up and over a couple times. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're right. I think once you build some stuff up and get things rolling, you're going to be able to do it a, a couple times, not just one time, and that's it. See, I feel like something like that, especially with increased damage, increased aggro, or I put out the Digiclone next to you, run away, oh, you're down, need a res, poop, I'm here, poop, now I'm not. That's, uh, it sounds too good. I don't know, dude. Sounds pretty cool, but you know what? It sounds okay, but for me, it's the Sentinel. All right. Mm. The Sentinel, which is one of the other action trees here, mm. that's the one that gets me wanting to play Zane. Of course, this is your typical, you get a drone helping you out, he's flying around, shooting yeah. people with a machine gun. But what really sold me was the fact that it boosts your 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 killing power. Mm-hmm. So with the right right skill set, right maneuvers, you're gonna be able to up your damage significantly. And on top of that, you got the drone helping you out. Mm-hmm. Not only is the drone helping you out, but the drone's also gonna get cryo damage at some point. Yeah. And for me, when I, I just instantly, when I thought, oh my gosh, when you drones going around freezing everybody and then you're just popping them, especially since most of the abilities in this one increase your power and increase your DPS, mm-hmm. and then you're hitting cryo individuals, you're going to wreck face. You're going to be an unstoppable force. And then on top of it, one of the main skills is uh, salvation, which gives you life-stealing you know, abilities. So once you kill enemies, you get more life. Mm-hmm. So you're just going around sucking life, killing people like nobody's business. I'm like, yeah, this this one is what made it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to play some Zane. That's going to have to happen. Now, now here you, you brought up a cool thing with the drone getting cryo damage. What I loved about this skill tree overview is there's so many skills in here that also correlate with the other action skills. And since we know Zane can have two at a time, like right here underneath Sentinel, there's the C and red skill, which activates your kill skills anytime you activate an action skill. So I can have, boop, I'll put the drone out. Oh, get my kill skills up. Oh, they're starting to go away. Boom, Digiclone up. And then if warping between them counts as another action skill, boom, 
boom, kill skills all the time. And then you said, if it's getting cryo damage, there's one in the shield thing about every time Zane freezes an enemy, he gets buffs and cool stuffs too. I don't have Uh it pulled up right now, but it's just, I love how instead of just being in the tree for that one tree, like you get things that, that hold hands across all the skill trees. That's the kind of stuff I love. I love that. Yeah, the synergy between those three, and mm-hmm. you know it was purposely done since Zane is allowed to use two, not just one. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It was well thought out. And, of course, the last one, as you already mentioned, was the shield build, which was uh, Undercover, right? Undercover, I think it was called. Yeah, Undercover. And that's where you get the barrier. And, mm. unfortunately, this is the least least pleasant one for me because mm. I play with people who are insane and crazy and nobody ever sticks together and does anything coordinated. Uh-huh. So this would only be a waste of my life unless I did the shield that's only wrapped around me mm-hmm. and then went forward. So being like a kind of like a little tank, which that's a possibility. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, if yeah. I see some really cool skills attached to it or something, especially since the cryo damage goes insane with the shield build. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just, uh, as soon as it went barrier, I just laughed because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to set up this barrier. I'm set up the barrier and nobody's going to be by me. Nobody's going <laughs> to stay behind the barrier. And then, of course, I'll get swamped by enemies and have to get out from back behind the barrier. So the barrier will just be sitting there completely useless. Uh huh. And I'll just have a wasted, stupid skill that I'll never use. So sorry. <laughs> that one didn't sound fun to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree with that. Like when I play solo, it'll be great. Just like any time I put a turret up or you, yeah. you know anything in other... Because you're funneling them where you want them to be. Yeah, I, I'm putting the barrier across the bottleneck right here. And I'm standing right behind it, so I'm getting the gun damage. I'm getting all the other bonuses. But yeah, my friends are your friends. We're all just crazy random idiots who, you know, I, I try, but sometimes that's where the explosions are and I can't stand there. So I got I mm-hmm. got to just run. There's nothing I can do. But I mean, I mentioned it before, calm, cool, and collected. Every time you freeze somebody, you regen health, shields, then health, then action skills. So if you have that C in red, if you got calm, cool, collected, you're regening your action skills so you can use them more, so you can use C in red more, and you got more kill skills up all the time, and you pop it between the, your digit clones. It's wild. It's crazy. I, it makes me want to play him. I, I want to main him yeah, right he- now just looking at these. I was going to say, the synergy is awesome. It looks great. I can't wait to check it out. But, of course, my main's going to be Maws. And, of course, tomorrow, since we've already spoiled it, is Thursday. Mm. And that's when they're going to be revealing Maws's whole little shtick on how she came to be, where she is. Mm. And then I'm sure we'll get another little cool boilerplate edition of, uh, you know, skills. Yeah, Dude, it's... next week is going to be wild. We'll talk about Moe's just like this, Amara mm-hmm. just like this, Flax just like this. Uh-huh. Dude, it's yeah, going to be it's great. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. So, of course, if you guys want like the in, in-depth in version of everything, head on over to Borderlands.com. They've got the whole Zane, how to play Zane up there. they got the Zane mm-hmm. trailer. If you haven't seen it, go check both out. You'll get points, too. Hey, those VIB points, like I was talking about earlier, to get you oh, that yeah. cool, sweet gear. And earlier, of course, we were talking about the interview with Mental Mars. I don't know if we mentioned it, but I'm going to say it one more time. Go check out MentalMars.com. He's -hmm. got that really cool interview up. Ash is a good individual, solid folk. Check it out. Great guy. Great interview. Good job, Mental Mars. Always on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Two good friends of the show. And Ash, a former guest on the show, both really good dudes. Love them both. Props to both of them. And I think that pretty much wraps it up except for... 
This is the Gearbox Podcast, so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a little bit of Gearbox publishing stuff. The Light Bearer DLC for We Happy Few did come out this week. I think it was the 30th, so yesterday as we're recording this. I haven't seen many reviews on it yet, but what I have seen is a little bit of explaining the gameplay of it. Like, you are a Nick Lightbearer, a former rock star. You're kind of, you know, the the drugs and sex and rock and roll are taking a toll on you, so you're, you're kind of on your downward spiral. But what I hear is really cool about this is you actually use your guitar in-game to solve puzzles to affect enemies. Like, you don't use t- traditional weapons in the We Happy Few sense. You play riffs and chords to affect people or open certain doors or activate certain statues and stuff. So I feel like from... You know, the the one write-up I read so far, because, again, I haven't seen much on it, people, it, it really kind of embraces that rock star feel of it. And plus they're saying the stuff that's normally bad for you, like drinking bunches of alcohol and caffeine and taking all your joy in that game, pumps you up because you're a rock star. You're full of drugs all the time. You're wilding out. So that regens your health. It does all the good stuff for you. So if you want an interesting spin on the We Happy Few formula, check out Lightbear because it sounds like a great time. You know what? It's like real life. When you sober up, you die. <laughs> so just, just stay high on the joy, and you're gonna be just fine. I die a little That's... each each time I wake up sober, and I just go, "Oh man, <sighs> back to back to being normal." <laughs> Don't listen to anything we say, children. So you brought it full circle. You said, don't trust us in the intro. Now here in the end, troll, also don't trust what we say. Oh, I'm so good at it. I'm so good at it. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Unless you got anything else, I got nothing else. No, that's it. And if you guys out there in listener land have got something for us, any questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all, you can send that to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet it at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook at Third Shift. You can find us on Facebook. You can also find us over on the old Patreon. You like what you hear, please consider heading over there and giving us a tip. Yes, that's right. We treat it just like a tip jar. $1, $5, $5,000, $10,000, or maybe that coveted $1 million, in which case we'll build ourselves a food lion, and we'll have a whole aisle dedicated to babies in jars, and we'll have a mascot in the name of Danny running around being insane. All for you with video cams up and running. That's for the million-dollar tier, folks. You know you want to see it. So you know what? Go to your buddy. Say, hey, you want to go invest? Give me 10 grand. Then you go do that. Go get your next buddy. Invest. Do what you got to do. Throw it our way. And then you get to watch us change our very lives. This could be like a really cool, fun reality TV show. You never know. I'm just saying, make it happen. And if you can't, that's okay, too. You can also support us in many other ways, like mailbag questions. (gasps) Five-star ratings, not those four-star ratings. I take back what I said. You know what? We got some new ratings. Someone out there gave us a four-star, not the five-star. Disgusting. How, how dare you? You did what I said, but I didn't mean it. I was just kidding. I was, oh, man, I was so sad. Actually, I'm not sad. Four-stars are still fantastic. But you know what? We really do appreciate those five-stars. It helps us out. It's all the stupid rigmaroles, blah, blah, blah. Gets us up in the meters. You know the shtick. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. Or you can like us, thumbs up us, check us out on Twitch, which we talked about earlier in the show, follow us, subscribe, help us out, Amazon Prime, all that other crap. You guys all know the shtick. We appreciate you either in each way. Just listening to the podcast is fantastic, and we love each and every one of you. 
Absolutely, we do. And you can listen to the podcast with our very next episode, which will drop on the 9th of August. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, comments, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate those five stars. Not so much them four stars, but we appreciate the five stars. You guys ruined you ruined it. We had all five stars and now we got we got like four point seven or something. I don't even know. When what I did looked you guys do? And I, di- I didn't see all five stars fully lit. <laughs> I died a little inside. Died. It's like I woke up sober all over again. Mm-hmm. I just yep. went see. Oh. No. No. God, what happened? What happened? So it, it was a double-edged sword. It was great. We had some more people go throw us some more stars, which is fantastic. Mm. Oh, but someone did that four-star. Ruined that perfect five. Oh, yeah, yay. Tell you what. But we do appreciate you at least taking the time out of your day to go over there. That's really greatly appreciated. It's insane how so many people don't do it. So many people listen, but so many people don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You, you wouldn't even – You wouldn't even. It's it's nuts. So head on over there and do us a favor. Five stars. Bam, bing, bam, boom. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, every podcast I love, I give them five stars. So do the same for us if you love us. And if you don't love us, hey, you have yourself a great life, but without us in it. Thanks a lot. In other words, just walk away and leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and until next time, there's nothing else to say but... Don't, 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 don't forget, forget to, save. to save. Shut up and sit down.